0: and ghosts alike this is two girls one ghost two
1: girls one ghost uh do you see these blinds moving behind me doesn't it look like someone's like behind my window and trying to grab me yeah you look like you're in the arctic tundra it's so windy in your office it is it it's freezing i brought a space heater and a blanket with me so just in case you're listening and you hear a weird whirring sound or or wondering if there's a ghost whispering into my ear very loudly the entire episode, it is just air
0: conditioning turned up to uh, or down to five degrees Fahrenheit. Well, they have to make you miserable on the job so that you can get all cranky and get in this head of a serial killer. That's kind of true. Well, now I'm ready to get my head
1: in, into the mind of ghosts.
0: And that is also what we'll be doing at our live shows. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, June 16th, we have a show in Nashville, Zanies, And then we go to Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Sunday, July 14th. So if you haven't gotten your tickets and haven't decided to come out and say hi to us and get scared, you should do so. You don't want us to do any weird things and enter your dreams and give you nightmares.
1: (laughs) Are we Borat now? I have no idea who I am or what I am. I know I'm cold and I know I'm ready to read stories. So this episode, brand spanking new episode of Encounters, is actually brought to you because of all of our Patreon donors and all of their support. And so this week we wanted to give a shout out to all of our phantoms. Thank you for supporting us and thank you for helping bring these stories to all of our listeners. Thank you to Rachel, Chloe, Vanessa, Nicole, Zoe, Ridiculous Liz
0: Podcast, Taryn, Carrie Ann, Jim, Annie and Theodore, Melanie, Tara, and Sim. Samantha, Jocelyn, Pretty Outdoorsy, None of This Is Real Podcast, Damini, Carrie, Rebe, A Paranormal Chicks, Tomb Juice, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Carling, Courtney, Lauren, Carly, Audrey, Kendall, Vic, Marky, Duzoinks, Maddie, Dill, The Tater, Carrie, Robin,
1: Ivy, Sally, Dane, Nicoletta, Friday, Jacob, Daniela, Isadora, Kristen, Backroad Diaries, Amy, Courtney, Shannon, Caroline, Christy,
0: Laura, and Paige. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Okay, do you want to start? Um, you know what? I want to be entertained first. Okay. Okay. All right, I will read an email from Allie. It's called My Childhood Hauntings, Premonition Dreams, and Full Body Ghost Picture. Sorority ghost stories to come. Full body ghost. Ooh. Full body. Hello, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now at work. You're really helping me get through the busy season at work. We just started a work-from-home transition, so it's adding a little extra spookiness to the stories since I'm alone in the house while listening. (laughs) Hmm. I love work from home. Anyway, I DM- DM'd y'all on Insta when I heard the Sister Sister episode. I'm a proud Phi Sig and loved hearing the sorority mentioned on the podcast. Ooh. It reminded me of our sorority house in college that we believed was haunted by an old man's spirit. I didn't personally live in the house, but my little did. So more to come on that once she replies to my text. <laughs> <laughs> Reply! I was just so excited I couldn't help but write in to share some of my own ghost stories, premonition dreams, and a friend's ghost encounter with pictures included. To start, when I was young, my family lived in a brand new house in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's brand new, so no spirits, right? Wrong. I was very young, but I can clearly remember never really feeling alone and seeing shadows move out of the corner of my eye. My mom is sensitive to spirits, but of course, being A mother to two young kids, she didn't say anything so as not to scare us. One day, my mother had a friend over. They were standing in our kitchen talking. Then the friend looks at my mother and says, Anne, there's a man standing behind you. (sighs) My mother turns around and there's no one there. And my mom asks her friend to describe the man. What my mom's friend didn't know is that my mom had a brother who passed away when I was an infant while we were living in Oklahoma. So my mom's new Pennsylvania friend wouldn't know anything about this. My mom's friend was able to describe my uncle perfectly without seeing a picture of him or knowing that he existed. Wow, chills. So now I'm about ten years old, and we moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We moved into a 130-year-oldish home in a quaint old little town just outside, just outside of the city. We didn't have a lot of activity in that home until one day when I was in high school. We were all tag-teaming cleaning this old home, and while cleaning one of the old fireplaces, I saw a corner of a piece of paper sticking out from one of the tiles. (gasps) No way. Oh, treasure. Mind you, we lived in this house for almost a decade at this point and had never seen this before. That's crazy. A little gift peeking out from the tile. I pulled out a picture, and it was of a family of three, dressed in period clothing with a date 1910, I think, on the back. Mm. Obviously, I had to show my parents and my brother, and we all thought it was cool, but we really didn't do much with the picture. After that, we started to feel the presences, but nothing crazy happened until one, one night in college. I was home for the weekend with my boyfriend, let's call him Jay, and Jay was asleep in the guest room. My brother was asleep in his room and my parents were asleep in their room. All of those rooms were near each other at the end of the hall. My room was at the front of the hall and one step and up one step from everybody else's room. So it's midnight, everyone is sleeping, and I wake up to see a full black figure of a woman wearing a period dress standing in my doorway. I remember saying, "Bob." And then basically shrugging and turning to go back to sleep. I know, right? I'm weird. I woke up the next morning and asked everyone in the home if they had stood in my door last night knowing full well it wasn't any of them. And they all said no. And they all said no. Cool, guys. Also, in college, I started having weird premonition dreams. I started having these recurring dreams that my gran was going to pass. She was around 86 at the time and was very active for her age. During my time in college, I did the Disney College program. Once I got accepted, the dreams started happening more frequently, and I would wake up fully sobbing at the thought of losing my gram, who I was so very close to. All of the dreams were the same thing. I was in Florida, and I got the call from my dad and just collapsed sobbing. I couldn't hear my dad on the phone, but I knew what it was. So August 2013 rolls around, and my mom and I drive to Florida. The first two weeks go very well, my job is awesome. And I love my roommates. And then one day after work, I got a call from my dad while I was waiting for the bus. Graham passed in her sleep. I just got a body chills again. I know. As soon as I got back to the apartment, I just collapsed, and my roommates hugged me. While I was having these premonition dreams about my Graham, I was having another about my younger brother. <clears throat> this one was scarier, as it involved a school shooting. I had these dreams from the fall of 2010 to the winter of 2014, and in every dream, I would either be scrolling through Facebook or would see a story on the news of a school shooting, knowing that my brother was at that school. For the first two years of this dream, it was, in, it was at the high school that we went to, and in the last two years, it was at his university. And each dream, I was frantically calling him, trying to make sure he was okay, and then calling my mom to tell her what was going on. In each stream, my brother would pick up the phone last minute and he would be okay or he would be wounded. The dreams were always pretty consistent. One day in January, after I got back to school from my Disney College program, I see my brother calling me. I'm sitting in the union with my sorority sisters doing whatever, so I answer the phone. And here's the exact conversation. Brother. Hey, Al. So, uh, there's an active shooter on campus. It seems that one person's been shot and he's in the engineering mall where my next class is. Do uh, you think I should go to class? What? <laughs> no. Me practically screaming into the phone. No, don't go to class. Stay where you are. Brother, well, it's a physics lecture, so I really need to go. Then, just like in the dream, I called my mom to try to talk some sense into her child. He went to class anyway. My brother looks like what you would call a mountain man with a full beard and a very and very dark hair so he walks into his physics lecture late and everyone is staring at him as he climbs up the stairs to his seat the professor starts to chase him and someone recognizes my brother and stands up and yells he's not the shooter what one last premonition dream this one is happy thank god God. (laughs) seriously so horrifying I kept having these reoccurring dreams of my two friends sitting in Central Park in New York City. And one friend is pouring champagne and the other friend says, no, thank you. I'm not drinking. I had these dreams maybe three weeks for three weeks. Then my one friend, the one not drinking in the dream, calls me and tells me that she's pregnant. And now here's the last one. I swear. So the pictures attached to this message are from my friend Britt when she visited the trans-Allegheny lunatic lunatic asylum in west virginia if you'll notice in the pictures the torah group is on her right and then there's no one on her left she was in the lobotomy recovery room there have been rumors of a doctor ghost making himself known to people in that room and in the last two pictures you can see a full-body ghost standing to the left of her wearing what i believe are scrubs oh my god i'm scared to look at the picture i know i don't want to look i don't think i can look tonight me neither i'm nervous let's look tomorrow morning okay i'll do it for
1: us Good thing I'm alone. Oh, my God, I'm terrified.
0: Should I look too? Yeah, because I don't want to be alone. I'll look also, so that we're together.
1: It's already so cold in here that I can't get any more chills than I already have. Ooh. It's the last two photos. <gasps> oh. Oh. I'm zooming in. I just did that too, and I don't know if I wanted to. It's not scary. It's not scary at all. It's more just like. Ooh, ghost and doctor. Think okay, just popped up? Yeah. All right, wow. I feel a little bit better. That's not. Yeah, scary. that man is
0: like built. You know, he looks like he has strong arms. Is it your kind of guy? He he looks like a. I mean, I don't want to say. Does he meet your requirements? In the photo, he looks. He looks like an older gentleman. He looks like he might be the age of my father. Oh, okay. I think maybe a few years older than mm. my target demographic. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. And then she, Ali says, there was also a music video shot in the asylum and the ghost makes an appearance towards the end of the video. It's definitely the same man for sure. Okay, well now I need to know which music yeah, video I it wanna is. Yeah, I want to know. Anyway, sorry for the rambling on. Thank you for taking the time to read my story and look at the pictures. You guys are amazing and I love your podcast. Stay spooky. And see you on the other side. Allie
1: um, okay, her premonitions are wild. And her brother, how could her brother go to class? That blows my mind. That's yeah. scarier than how anything. Yeah, how was he even
0: able to walk through the campus if there was an active shooter? I would assume that everyone was on lockdown. Yeah, and and the fact that the class was, yeah, I don't, I have no idea. But that's... I pray to God no one got hurt in that one shooting. I, I have know. no idea where it was.
1: Me neither. But, jeez,
0: geez, oh my God, there's nothing scarier. And but it's also... also Go ahead. I was just going to say, it just also is so scary to have a premonition and to have had premonitions that come true. And then you have this one and you're so terrified yeah. of when it will come true. That's the thing with all of her premonitions. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something at the end of them that actually directly relates to the what she was envisioning. And so I would just live horrified all the time that's
1: the biggest thing is that when you have premonitions well first it sounds like at first she didn't realize it was a premonition until with her grandmother it came true and then as she kept having them it's like oh these are premonitions but you you can't do anything right like it's almost like and and telling people that are people gonna believe you but also like the first one of her grandma passing like it's terrible and it's so sad but was that her time like Could if you even if she even said anything, would that have changed anything?
0: Would it have changed the outcome? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, because a lot of premonitions or at least I shouldn't say a lot because I'm only thinking about the ones that I've experienced. The premonitions that I've had were so specific, but without the people in them that I knew when it happened, but there was no way for me to intervene prior But she gets a lot of the information and a lot of the clues. Right.
1: I don't know. Also, the photo in the fireplace is so cool. And it's clear that the woman was attached to the photo and because she found it, the woman paid her a a quick little visit at night.
0: I know, just like kind of keeping a little, it's like finding like a message in a bottle. It's just like a little tiny corner like, ooh, what's this?
1: I wonder why they put it in the fireplace like that, or did it get stuck there, or why, you know?
0: Well, I mean, they'd lived there for 10 years. No,
1: I mean the family from
0: 1910. Oh, oh. Maybe it was, like, up in the attic or something, and then the the mom wanted to be noticed, and so she was like, I'm just gonna move this right here. When you're cleaning out the fireplace, you'll find it. All right, what do you have for us? Okay...
1: I have okay. This is from Megan and she calls it my possible reincarnation story. She says, First of all, I want to say I just discovered your podcast this week and I listened to it all day at work and I love it so much. I love all things paranormal. And I have two stories, both involve Gettysburg, PA, that is only an hour from my home. One is a ghost story, and the other is a possible reincarnation story. I've always loved going to Gettysburg. I go several times a year and can't get enough. I often wonder why I'm so drawn to this town. Several times when I've received bad news, like when I found out that my husband cheated on me, I find myself driving to Gettysburg. I feel safe there, but I also have moments of sadness. I often go to this place called Little Round Top, I remember going on a ghost tour and asking the lady why she thought I was so drawn to this place and she thought it was someone bringing me here or an event that happened in my past life. I've talked to coworkers who believe they've had past lives and they think that perhaps I'm a Civil War widow and my husband died at the Battle of Little Round Top. It's an amazing thought. Here's one of my ghost stories from Gettysburg. My mother and I went on a ghost tour to what was the old orphanage. It was run by an awful, evil lady that hated children. And when they were quote-unquote, bad, she would send them down to the cellar and often chain them up to the walls. There was a literal hole in the wall where she would make them sit in for as long as three days in pitch-black darkness. Ugh. When we went into the building, we heard the door slam shut, even though the last person in closed it and locked it. Then we proceeded down to the cellar, and I smelled the most foul smell ever. It was like a mixture of urine and sulfur. My mother was right next to me, and she didn't smell anything. And then we went back into the room where the hole in the wall was, and my mother at the time, who was a skeptic, went to take a picture of the hole in the wall with her flash, and before she could, on her screen, it said, Detecting Smile. Ew! No! And there was no one in there. Absolutely (laughs) nothing. She definitely became a believer after that. We visited the orphanage again with my friend, with my friends and my best friend was having issues with her phone it would be fully charged and then a minute later it was at 20 percent, and then shut off and came back on and was at 80 percent. i even went back in the hole and the guide turned off all the lights i felt safer in that room than i did in the main part of the cellar i feel like the children are there hiding from the mean lady and are happy to see people there's a table filled with toys for the children that people leave them and i left them battery operated candles so they could have light oh that's so sweet well, that's two of my stories. Keep up the good work and see you on the other side.
0: Megan. All right. Detecting smile is the one thing I never want to see on my phone. <laughs> uh, it's horrible. Like after actually seeing someone in my phone, that is the second worst. Yep. Nope, nope,
1: nope. Also, what a horrible story of this mean old woman who would. It's like the Chokey in Honey. Wait. Wait, in, what? In sorry, in Matilda. In Matilda? In Matilda. With Miss Honey? <laughs> I was thinking Miss Honey. That took was me like, a what? second. Miss <laughs>
0: Trenchable. Miss Trenchable, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It totally is. That's the first thing I thought of when mm-hmm. I feel like we've been referencing that a lot. Anytime you're in an enclosed space, I just think of The chokey. Of that movie. But at least there's somewhat of a happy ending and the children are Given toys.
1: I know. I love that. And they're together and they like seeing people. And it does make sense that they would feel safer in the hole, even though it's probably scary to be in there by yourself. But the safety of, well, at least she can't harm me for the next however long I'm in here.
0: Right. And it's enclosed as well. You know, like as much as people have claustrophobia and it's scary to be in dark, enclosed spaces, there's also something comforting about it. That's why they do those like egg baths or those sensory deprivation machine which i didn't personally hated
1: but yes i understand it i also think it's interesting about her past life i'd be so fascinated she should go to a past life hypnosis regression therapist and see if that that's what
0: comes out of her 100 percent, that'd be amazing okay let me tell you a little tale about someone who came to our live show Ooh, this is from brie and it's called live show in boston Hi, Sabrina and Corinne. I started listening to your podcast some months ago. It definitely helps me get through my commute and work day. I had to take a break after the Dear David episode (laughs) because I was so scared and I couldn't sleep. But I have otherwise been binging the show without additional nighttime scaries. I never thought I would have a story to tell you, but something curious happened to me after leaving your show earlier this month. I had my keys in my purse all day, safe and sound, and I didn't even take them out when I left the apartment to come to your show because my partner locked the door behind me. Hmm. When I returned home, I took my keys out of my purse to go inside, and my apartment key was bent into a hook shape. What? Thankfully, my partner heard me coming up the stairs and opened the door, though the sight of me standing there, mesmerized by the hook of the key, gave her a scare. (laughs) We straightened the key out, but it became very difficult to get it out of the lock. I had to have a new key made the next day. Maybe paranormal, maybe not, but certainly very weird. I haven't experienced anything since. Best, Bree. Well, I guess we
1: uh, we're haunted, and our live shows—we have plenty of ghosts that we send
0: home with you in your purse. It's like a gift bag. This reminds me, uh, yeah. I know, of course. She comes to <laughs> our show, and then in the Boston show, the like, lights were flickering, things were happening. All of a sudden, it, the place that wasn't supposed to be haunted was haunted, and apparently people left with ghosts or ghosts were crawling around on the floor bending keys.
1: Yeah, Uh or maybe it was your mom, because we made that joke about your mom crawling around and tying people's shoes together and pretending to be the ghost.
0: Sabrina really wanted my mom, who's very <laughs> petite and light as a feather, to dress in all black and crawl around and just, like fool with people Mm -hmm. and people would be like oh my god it must have been a ghost i didn't see anything i didn't feel anything just little debrita well come to our live
1: show and and our ghost will bend your key and you'll never be able to go home and you have to come to all of our live shows i know
0: and thank you brie for coming
1: yes thank you okay i wanted to wrap it up okay and i think this is a fun one it's from caitlin and it's called a ghost wedding crasher and a bunch of mini ghost busters Hello, Sabrina and... Hello, Sabrina and Corinne. It's Caitlin. Thank
0: you, Sabrina. You almost forgot my name.
1: (laughs) No, I almost said Caitlin. Oh. (laughs) Uh, It's Caitlin. As I listened to more of your podcasts and followed practically all of your social media, I have another story to tell you guys. And this happened to me. So when I was 11 years old, my mother's best friend since college was getting married to her second husband. Naturally, my sister and I were pretty close friends with her two daughters. The wedding took place in the middle of November at a mansion in Southern California. It was dark and cold outside, and the mansion was pretty cool for me, the 11-year-old obsessed with ghosts and the paranormal. (laughs) During the cocktail hour, just after the ceremony, all of the children of the wedding had ended up in one of the many rooms of the mansion, and we were all under the age of 11, I being the oldest, and we were all hanging out in the creepy room. This is one of the most bizarre places for a wedding I've ever gone to. Every inch of every wall in this three-story, two-dining room, multiple-bedroom mansion was covered in creepy oil portraits. And I swear on my life that every pair of eyes followed you. It was so creepy, but so much fun as the mansion was filled with people. As the wedding went on, me, my sister Mia, I've changed all the names here except for mine for privacy. The daughters of the bride, Eve and Anna, their cousin Max, and his little sister Maggie started talking about how creepy the house was. Then Eve and Anna started telling us about the ghost that haunts the mansion. We named him George, as we didn't know his real name, and we were quite creative children. And we decided (laughs) to go see and play with George. The six of us went through the house, trying to find ways to make him show signs of him existing. In the upstairs dining room, we moved around a few vases and pulled out the chairs. As Max heard that ghosts hate change, and George was known for changing things back whenever possible. After disturbing the room, we went on... "'and moved to the other places in the mansion. "'We came back, and as we were running down the hall, "'we saw one of the chairs move back. "'It was pushed in back to the table. "'And that's when I felt a cold spot run through me, "'and I watched it go into another doorway, "'into the room, and down the second staircase "'that was blocked off from guests. "'I was ecstatic, as I had one of my own "'personal experiences with a real ghost. "'Then we were called downstairs "'to go back into the backyard "'where the reception and dinner was taking place.' We danced and ate. It was a ton of fun. And the mansion was empty. And then I had to go pee.
0: Oh, no. The only Don't bathrooms... go alone. This is why girls go in groups, because we all can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. That's the real reason.
1: That's the real reason. We go to the bathroom because bathrooms are the most haunted place. The only bathrooms were the ones in the mansion. As I stepped into the back kitchen and entered the quiet mansion, I was scared to death. The house was cold. It was deathly quiet. And I had to pee very, very badly. But someone was occupying the bathroom downstairs. There was a sign on the door that said there was another bathroom upstairs. And there was nothing on this earth, no no matter how much I needed to pee, that I would go upstairs to be attacked by the ghost. (laughs) I waited there until the person was finished with the downstairs bathroom. And as I was using the restroom... There were pictures of the bathroom before it was renovated. There was a note explaining that in order to keep the paranormal activity to a minimum in the restroom, they found that putting pictures of the old version of the bathroom helped as they made major changes to the mansion. What? That's so
0: funny. The fact that they acknowledge it. Yeah, and they're like, here, I know you miss it. You can reminisce in this photo. Just stand here and look at the old bathroom.
1: Oh my gosh. To this day, I remember this being one of my few paranormal adventures and how terrifying it was standing alone in the mansion. I hope someday I will revisit the place and George the Ghost. Today, Mia and I are still pretty close with Max, Eve, Anna, and Maggie. And the next time I see them all together, I think I'll bring this up again and see what they remember as they also had some other experiences at the wedding rehearsals. Thank you for reading. I love listening to your podcast and I love the spooky vibes. Keep it up and I'll be there.
0: See you on the other side, Caitlin. Wow. That is like a wedding of my dreams. You (laughs) go to a wedding. Not that it's in a creepy place, but you go to a wedding and you experience paranormal activity. Right. Old castles are beautiful. Can you imagine those wedding photos? So pretty. But what's not pretty is feeling a cold spot like go through you. Through you. Yeah. Yeah. You. Ooh. She literally watched a ghost just plow over her, just run right through her. Mm-hmm.
1: I also want to know what castle this is so we can look it up.
0: I know. I know. Caitlin, tell us. We won't tell other people. Unless we'll only tell start. our
1: other friend Caitlin, who's obsessed with castles.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin and Caitlin. It must be a Caitlin thing. It probably is.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, if anyone else has ghost stories, please send them to us at podcast at gmail.com. It could be anything.
0: It can be creepy. It could be sad. It can be um, about your neighbor. Just anything and everything. You can also support us in a variety of ways. One of those is by coming to our live show. So again, we have Nashville, June 16th, and New York City, July 14th. We also... Uh, have merchandise. So if you want to buy merch and wrap it and wear it around town and then also maybe wear it to our live shows, that would be awesome.
1: And you can also support us by supporting us on Patreon. Then you can get shout outs in the beginning of our encounters episode like the other Patreon donors did today. Um, we also have, if you want to rate and review us on iTunes, that is massive and huge and does a lot for our show. So if you're going to do any of them, any of these things, the order goes... Come to our live shows and then please rate and review us on iTunes.
0: And uh, tell everybody you know about us. Yeah. Shout it from the rooftops and we will see you. See you on the, on the other side. side.
1: Very spooky.